We're up to Dafkuf Tesamid Bay, it's five lines from the bottom. So, Tanar Abana, we, we sort of referenced this yesterday, and this is going to take us to the Mishnah, that if a Kayan brings a carbon, even if it's not his Mishmar, he gets to bring it, and he gets to eat the meat. So now we're going to bring sources for it. Tanar Abana, Minayin Lukayan Shabbat, Makrif Karbonis, Bechol Eisu, Bechol Sheshiyutsa. How do I know that if a Kayan comes, and he wants, even if it's not his mishmar, if he's bringing his personal carbon that he gets, he has the right to, to sacrifice it and serve. The Pasuk says, whenever he desires to come, he serves. So that's a hat to that any kayan, whenever he wants, he can come and he can bring his carbon. Now says the Gemara, How do I know that when he brings the carbon, he gets to eat the carbon? The carbon is his. Now here's the problem. The Gemara sort of anticipates a question. If I have a pasuk that says that you bring the carbon, of course you eat the carbon. Why, why, why would it be that he eat, he brings the carbon but he doesn't eat it? You generally, if you bring the carbon, you have the right to eat the carbon. That's the double portion. But maybe it's out of turn, so it's out of turn. And maybe he says you should be able to eat it. No, because... Um, apparently the Gemara assumes based on other Pesukim that it's a Dover Pasha that if you get to serve, bring the carbon you definitely get to eat the carbon so we need a Pesuk for it so the Gemara is answering there's two separate things you have the right to bring the carbon and let's say you're a Balmum so you don't have the right to bring the carbon you still get to eat it because a Balmum can eat the carbon so the Gemara says okay Tzad Im Balmum let's say obviously you could bring your own carbon once I know you could bring your own carbon of course you could eat the carbon that you brought but let's say you're a Balmum so the halacha is like this. So the, the halacha is basically like this. If you're able to bring the carbon halachically, but let's say you choose not to, you could choose not only, this is an extension of that pasuk, not only if I bring a carbon, I'm a kayan, it's not my mishmar day, not my mishmar week, but if I bring the carbon, I could serve, I could bring it. Personally, I could sacrifice and I could uh, you know, do the whole avoida. More than that, I could choose a friend of mine who's also a kayan to do it. In the same way I have the rights to do it, I can give that rights to a friend of mine, even if it's not his mishmar either. The same thing is done with eating. If I'm able to eat the carbon, I can give it to a kayan of mine as a friend, a friend of my kayan to eat it. If I have the right to do it, I can give it to a friend, even if it's not his mishmar. Now, by the way, if I don't have the right, let's say I want to bring a carbon, but I'm tame. So could I bring the carbon? No. So then you can't choose who gets to do it. You have to just let whoever, whichever kayan is there. If you have the right to bring it, then not only could you do it, you could choose a friend who's a kayan to bring it. If you have the ability to eat it, then even if you choose not to eat it, you have the right to give it to a friend of your kayan who could eat it, even if it's not his mishmar. So the speaks to that. Okay, Tzad. Let's say you're a balmum. So a balmum can eat the carbon, but can't bring the carbon. So then, you can't choose who brings it because you're a balmum. So you're sort of outside of the options. But... You could eat the carbon. So when the apostle says you could eat the carbon, it means even if you're a balmum, so you can't bring the carbon because it's your carbon, you get to eat it. Then says the Gemara Vaiter, let's say you're an older person. The Gemara is going to explain the case of an older person is that he could still practically serve. He could bring the carbon if he chooses to. Physically, he's able to, but he can't eat it. He's physically unable to eat enough to make it. So he's in, he can't eat the carbon, but he could bring the carbon. Then the halacha is, because he could physically bring the carbon, he has the rights to choose any kind that he wants can bring his carbon, because that's like a shliach of his. 
but he can't choose who eats it. Because as the Gemara is going to point out, we're talking about a case where the Kayan is able to bring it. He still physically has strength to bring it, but he does not have physical strength to eat it. Therefore, because he doesn't have physical strength to eat it, he is sort of excused from it, and therefore he has to, he can't choose who gets to do it. Because he's not Roy, he can't choose which Kayan to eat the carbon. So Gemara says, What's the case of Rezakna? I told you what the case is, but the Gemara wants to speak it out. The case is where he could bring it, but he can't eat it. So Gemara says, what's the case? The Gemara assumes at this point, basically, if you're able to do one, you probably could do both. If you can't do one, you can't do either. So the Gemara says, If he's strong enough to bring the carbon, why can't he eat the carbon? Right? If he has physical strength to bring it, he probably has physical strength to eat it. And if he doesn't have physical strength to bring it, and then why does then why does he get to eat it? And why does he get to a point? Well, then why does he if he can't physically eat the carbon, then he probably can't physically bring the carbon. Then why does he get to choose? So what, what's the case of this zakin? So the Gemara says, The case is that this zakin doesn't have strength for anything, but if he pushes himself, he can get it done. So by the avoda, that's called ayedet chak. It's it's not comfortable and it's strenuous, but if you, you could do it, if you could do it. So by avoida, avoida yedei halchak shmei avoida. That's kosher. Eating ayedei halchak, meaning he could eat the carbon technically, but it would take everything out of him. He'd be nauseous. It would cause him to be sick. That's not considered an achila. Achila ayedei halchak lo shmei achila. So this zokin is able to bring the carbon physically. Therefore, he could appoint a friend of his to be hishliach. But because he can't eat the carbon in the halachic way then he has to just let whoever wants to eat it, whoever from the Mishmar gets to eat it, can eat it, he can't choose, because he's chutz from the machana when it comes to achiba. The Gemara says, He could eat and bring the carbon with difficulty. So when it comes to the sacrificial part of the service, the halacha is that Therefore, he is considered as if he could do it, so then then he could appoint a shliach to also do it. But achila, but regarding the eating, eating is considered achila gasa. It's loish me achila, achila gasa lav klumhi. Therefore, he is unable, unable to eat it, so he can't appoint a friend of his to eat it. He has to just give it to the mishmar. That's the basic rule. If you could do it, then you could appoint a shliach to a friend of yours who's a kayan, even if he's not in the mishmar. If you can't do it, you have to just let the mishmar take it. The Gemara speaks it out. Let's say it's a carbon seamer. The halacha is that a carbon seamer can be brought in a state of tumah. Let's say if the majority of Klal Yisrael, the majority of Kahanim are tumah, it can be brought in a state of tumah. So let's say they bring the carbon seamer. You, the Kayan, who's bringing it, they would choose, right? They would have the allotment, right? They would have a race to the top of the Mizbeach, whatever it was. You're chosen and you're also tumah. It's a carbon seamer. As we're going to explain in a moment, everyone's Tameh, so they're bringing a state of Tameh. You were the Kayin who was chosen to, chosen to, br- to actually do the sacrifice, are also Tameh. So what's the Halacha? You could, in addition to you doing it, because it's, it, although you're in a state of Tameh, because it's a carbon bar which is brought in a state of Tameh, therefore you're in the game, then you could choose a friend of yours to do it as well. But, but you have to let the other Kehanim eat the food. Now here's the problem. If you're bringing, let me just speak it up. If you're bringing, so we're saying, you could do the avoda, you could get a friend of yours to do the avoda, even though you're Tameh, but the eating, you have to let other people eat it. Here's the problem. If there are any kaihanim that are tahar, yeah. you should not be bringing the karmod. 
If, if you're able to bring the carbon, that means that there's no kahanim that are tahar. If there's no kahanim that are tahar, then nobody could eat it. You could bring a carbon in a state of tuma. It's called tuma hutra betzibar, but no one can eat a carbon in a state of tuma. So we're saying right now, if the carbon seber is brought in a state of tuma, which by definition means there are no kahanim that are tahar to bring it. So fine, so you get to bring it, and you could appoint a friend of yours to bring it. Beautiful. But then it says, who gets to eat it? You have to split amongst everybody. No one should be able to eat it. So the Gemara says, Kasha, hey, I don't understand. If there are tahar kehanim in the Mishmar, then then why are you bringing the carbon when you're tame? You could only bring it in your tame if everybody's tame. So the fact that you're bringing in a state of tuma means there is no tahar kehanim. If there is no tahar kehanim, then what does it mean that the carbon is eaten by everybody? It should be eaten by nobody. You can't eat the carbon in a state of tuma. Even carbon tuma hotra a carbon cannot be eaten in a state of tuma. So the Gemara says, So what's going on over here? So the Gemara says, change the... Oh, I didn't see him. So the Gemara says, sorry about that. So the Gemara says, the Gemara says like this. The answer is, you have to change the text. It's a case where everyone's tummy. Therefore, you're bringing a carbon tuma in a state of tuma. And you could appoint a friend in the state of Tumah. But who eats the carbon? The Tahar Kehanim that are Bali Mum. You see, a Bal Mum can't bring the carbon. So they're not eligible to bring it. The only ones that are eligible to bring it are the Tameh Kehanim. So who gets to eat it? The Tahar Kehanim that are Bali Mum. That's what it means. You have to change the text. The Tahar Kehanim were Bali Mum. Therefore, the only carbon, the only Kayan who's eligible to bring it are the ones that are Tameh. Therefore, we allow it. So who gets to eat it? Well, there are tahar kehan, where bali mum. They get to eat it. Okay. The Gemara says, Amarava, ema labali mum in tahoyrim shabaisa mishmar. That's what it means. Okay. Fine. Amarav Ashi. Imhaya kayin gadol oinin. Okay, the halacha is like this. A regular kayin who's an oinin, an oinin is a kayin from the time of the death until the burial, you're called an oinin. The halacha is. That a kayan who's an oinin cannot serve in the Beis Hamikdash. There's one exception. That is a kayan gadol. A kayan gadol is allowed to serve in the Beis Hamikdash when he's in a state of aninus, but he's not allowed to eat the carbon. So what should the halacha be? So if he chooses to bring the carbon, he could bring the carbon. He could appoint a friend to bring the carbon because he is permissible to bring the carbon in a state of aninus, but he's not allowed to eat the carbon. So he should not be allowed to choose who eats the, his carbon. That's what, what the halacha should be. Says the Gemara, Let's say a Kayin Gadol brings his own carbon, and he's an Oinein, so he's allowed to bring a carbon in a state of Aninus. So he's allowed, so the halacha should be, is he could appoint a friend of his to, 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 to bring a carbon. He can't eat the carbon, so he can't choose who eats it. That's what the halacha should be based on what we've learned. So what's the halacha, says the Gemara? Who brings it, because he could bring it. But he can't eat it. He can't eat it, so he can't choose who eats it. Based on the rules that we just had. Right, but he's allowed to choose who could bring it. That's what the halacha be. So, what's the halacha? That's the halacha. So, here's the question. If I'm able to figure this out without the Gemara, then why does the Gemara have to say it? Meaning, it's a double portion. I know a kayin who's an ainin, kayin gadol who's an ainin, can bring a carbon but can't eat it. That's, that's Mishnayis in Yuma. Once I know that already... So then why do I need the Gemara to say that he could appoint someone? I know it. It's, 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 a, it's a formula. 
That's the formula. That's the information. What is the Gemara have to? What's the chiddush of this Gemara? The Gemara says, "My Kamalashan, What's the chiddush? Tanina. We already know this in a brayso. The brayso says, We know that a kain gadol can bring a carbon in a state of aninus, but he can't eat it. So once I know that, then why does the Gemara have to say that he could appoint people? He can't appoint people. I know this already. What's the other portion? So the Gemara says, "Here's the chiddush." You know the chiddush is? Maybe the time, you see, normally a kayan cannot bring a carbon in a state of aninus. The exception is the kayan gadol. Maybe when the Torah allows a kayan gadol to bring a carbon in a state of aninus, it's like a covet for the kayan gadol, but only he could do it. But for him to appoint a shliach or to appoint another kayan, maybe that's not a right of his. Meaning, maybe the exception for the rule that we allow a kayan gadol to bring a carbon, a state of aninos, is dafka for him to bring it because it's a kibud for the kayan gadol to be able to bring it. But to say that he could tell someone else who's not in the mishmar, you do it, maybe not. Kamashvon, no. The rules are the rules. And that is that if he could do it, he could appoint a shliach. Okay. Fine. New Mishnah. The Mishnah is continuing the topic of stealing from a ger. The halacha is, if you steal from a convert, swear about it, and then admit to your fault, then he dies. So, Yechayev, Karen, Chaymish, Asham. If he dies, well, if he's alive, give him the Karen and the Chaymish and bring the Karban. If he's dead, then you give the Karen and the Chaymish to Kehanim, and the Asham you bring. That's the, basically the mission. Let's run through. You steal from a convert and then swear falsely, and then you admit, and then he dies. So what's the halacha? You pay the karen and the choymish to the kehanim of that mishmar, and you bring a carbon asham for the atonement. Shenemar, as the Pasuk says, and if there is no one to return to, meaning he's a convert who died, ha'asham elav, Ha'asham normally means carbon. The Gemara is going to explain the Asham is actually the Karen in this, in this context. Now, the, the reason why the, the significance of that will become apparent in the Gemara. Ha'asham hamushav l'asham l'kayin. The payment is given to the Kayin. Milvad el ha-kippur In addition to the carbon, which is the carbon Asham. So the Asham is the payment. In addition to that, you bring a carbon Asham. Okay. Now, Now, interesting case. John, Reuben steals from John the convert. The convert dies. So Reuben has to give the Karen and the Chaymish to the Kehanim. As Reuben is going to give the Karen and the Chaymish to the Kehanim, Reuben dies. The halacha is, the kids do not have to give the money. Meaning, the Indian of giving money to the Kehanim is a kapara. It's not that the kahanim, it's not, it's not their money. I mean, they, they weren't stolen from. It's a kapara. You only need a kapara when the person's alive. When the person's dead, there's no chiv on the children. The children don't need to give it. I guess the whole Indian of the kapara was only needed when he was alive, that it wasn't a good optic for him to hold on to the money. The second he dies, the kids get it. So if Reuven steals from a ger, the ger dies, Reuven's on his way to give it to the kahanim, then Reuven dies, the money goes to his children and they do not have to give to the kahanim. So the ker and the chaymish they keep. Because again, it's not really the kinds. This is, this is, this is if the ger has children. No, no the ganif died. The ger already died. The ganif is on his way to give the money to the kehanim. Then the ganif died. The money of the ganif goes to his children. They don't have to give it to the kehanim. Why? 
Because the Indian of the Kapara was only necessary when he was alive. It's not that the money belongs to the Kehanim. It's that the Torah says it's not a good optic for you to hold on to it, give it to the Kehanim. But once you're dead, then it's not okay, your children can keep it. Now, what do you do with the Karban? An Ashram cannot be brought posthumously. It cannot be brought after someone dies. So what do you do with the carbon? Or the carbon asham, you can't bring it, but it's a carbon already. So what do you do? You let it graze until it gets a blemish. Then you sell it. And use the money to buy an optional carbon that is donated to the base of Mikdash. Now, let's say, We just got finished saying that if the Ganif dies before the money is given, it's not given to the Ganif, it's given to the kids. Now, let's say the Ganif gives the money to the Ganif and then dies. The kids cannot take it from the Ganif. You can't re- extract it from them. The Gemara is going to explain why would I think that you could. The Gemara says, the, the, the Yarshim cannot go to the Kayanim and say, give it to us back. It doesn't work like that. Once it's given to the Kayanim, it's theirs. Okay. Now, there were different Mishmaris. Each Mishmar of Kayanim, different families, would go a week at a time. The first Mishmar was named Yorov, and the second Mishmar, Mishmar was Yedaya. But let's just go with Reuben and Shimon. It's just, those are the names. It's just easy. So let's go, Reuben and then Shimon. No, Asana Kesef. Basically, let me explain the rule that we're about to do. He has a Karen and a Chaymish that he has to give to the Kahanim and he has to bring a Karban. The halach is very simple. The money must be given before the Karban. It makes a lot of sense. The Karban is the, is the atonement. The money is like the Tshuva. You can't bring a Karban while you're holding the Sheretz. You know? So you have to br- give the money before the Karban. So the halacha is, Let's say you gave the money to Ruvain's Mishmar, but you, for some reason, didn't want to give them the carbon yet. You waited a week. week. So you gave the money first, and then the carbon was given to a second Mishmar. Although it's not the same Mishmar, it's fine, because you gave the money first. Yatza. But let's say you gave the carbon to Ruvain's Mishmar, but you didn't give them the money that week. You gave the money to Shimon's Mishmar the second week. The question is, are you Yaitza? So the answer is, it depends. If Ruvain's Mishmar brought the carbon, sacrificed the carbon, he not Yaitza. Why? Because then you brought the carbon before the money was given to the Kehanim. If, they gave, if you gave the animal to Ruvain's Mishmar, but they didn't bring it, and then you gave the money to Shimon's Mishmar, but the animal's still alive, then as long as the money was given before the sacrifice was sacrificed, Yaitza. But if the carbon was sacrificed first, before the money was donated to the Kehanim, not Yoytza. Says the Gemara. So then, then the money goes to the... Then you have to bring a second carbon. What's the rule? The rule is that you have to donate the money before the carbon is sacrificed. If the carbon is sacrificed before the money is donated, you have to re-sacrifice the animal, meaning a second animal. And it makes sense. If you think of the, kap- the animal as the, as the carbon, as like the, the kapara, and the, as the tshuva, the, as kapara, and the money is the tshuva, you, you, can't, you can't go to the mikvah when you haven't done tshuva yet. You've got to return the money. Let's say you give the kehanim the karen, but you didn't give the fifth penalty. The chaymish is added money you have to give, but it's not ma'akiv the kapara. Meaning, if you bring the karma, you give them karen, but you didn't give the chaymish, and then you bring the carbon, you're fine. Because you, you, you paid already. The ikr is the karen. Okay. Now, 
The Pasuk describes the money, as I said before, the Pasuk describes the money, the Karen, as the word Asham. Now the reason why that's significant is as follows. Tan Rabban, an Asham, when the Pasuk says you have to give the Asham to the Kehanim, it's a Karen. That's referring to the Karen. By the way, there's three options of what that's referring to. That could be referring to the Karban itself, that could be referring to the Choymesh, or that could be referring to the Karen. The answer is it's referring to the Karen. What's the significance of this? Umoyshev and the word Moyshev is a Choymesh. So Asham is Karen, Moyshev is Choymesh, Ayenel Asham Zahayel. How do I know that the word Asham means Karen? Maybe Asham means Asham, means the Karban. Now what's the difference? At the end of the day, there's three terms. There's the words Asham, the word Moyshev, and the words El HaKippurim. One's Karen, one's Choymesh, one's Karban. What's the difference about what they are? I'll tell you why. It's whether we agree with Rava's Chiddush. Rava's Chiddush was that if you give the Karen at night, or if you give it over installments, you are not Yaitza. Why? Because the Pasuk calls the Karen, the principal, Asham. And just like an Asham cannot be brought at night, the money cannot be given to the Karen at night. And just like a carbon Asham cannot be brought in halves and in installments, so to the money cannot be donated in installments. So that's Rabbi's Chiddush. So Rabbi's Chiddush is assuming that the word Asham means the Karen, and therefore the Karen has the status of a carbon Asham, meaning it has those stringencies. The Gemara says, says, If the robber gave the money to the Kehanim at night, not Yotzah. Or if you gave the money in halves, in, in, in like installments, my time Asham Karachman. Pasa calls it Asham. So is the is Asham referring to the Karen or the Karban? So Milvad El Because it says Milvad El Hakipurim, which is referring to the Karban. So I know the Karban is already checked off the list. So the word Asham is referring to the Karen. Okay. Now, there's only one more possibility of what Asham could be. The word Asham cannot be the Karban, because we already got that. So we're saying the word Asham is referring to the Karen. Maybe Asham means the Chaimish. And the word Moishav means the Karen. Now, what, what's, the, what's the difference? Which is Ma'akiv, the Karen or the Chaymish? So we said the Karen is Ma'akiv. The Karen is the only thing that really, really matters. Why? Because the Pasuk calls it Asham. If the word Asham is referring to the Chaymish, then the Chaymish will be Ma'akiv. Because the Asham implies, uh, you know, like a carbon, that it's very, very necessary. So the Gemara says, Tani Asham is a Karen. The word Asham is referring to the Karen. Ha-Moishav, the word Moishav is the Chaymish. That's referring to the Chaymish. Maybe the word Asham is referring to the Chaymish. What's the difference? Our Mishnah, which says that the Chaymish is not Ma'akiv, and making an assumption. The assumption is that the word Asham is referring to the Karen, because if the word Asham is referring to the Chaymish, the Chaymish should be Ma'akiv. So, how do I know the word Asham is referring to the Karen? Because the Pasuk says, you return the Asham with its principle, which means the Asham is the principle. Asham is Karen, and the word Moshev is the Chaymesh. Okay. Weiter. Tan Rabbanon. Asham is Karen. The word Asham is referring to the Karen. Hamoshav is the Chomesh. The Moshav is referring to the Chomesh. And what's the concept? What are we talking about? We're talking about a case where you stole from the Ganev, you stole from a Ger, and then lied under oath. So you pay a Karen and a Chaymish. We're talking about Gzela, so there is no Kefel, because there's no Kefel on Gzela. So what's the, there's Karen, 
And then the additional payment is not kefal because there's no kefal by gzela. So what is the additional payment? It must be you stole, you swore, and then you lied under oath, which requires you to pay a chaymish. Okay. Maybe the pasuk's not referring to karen and a chaymish at all, and maybe we're talking about gneva and it's kefal. The way I know it's not talking about Kefel is because the Pasuk says, Do you pay the Ashamai and its principal? Principal is not Kefel, it's the Karen. Therefore, I know the Pasuk is not referring to Kefel. Okay. Now, we said before Ravashita. Ravashita was that if the principal is given to the Kehanim at night, or if it's given in installments, you're not Yoytza. Why? Because it's called an Asham, and an Asham cannot be brought at night, and an Asham cannot be brought in halves, in installments. So Gufa, let's analyze this opinion. If the robber gives the Kehanim, the principal at night, lo Yoytza, he's not Yoytza. If the Ganif gives the Kehanim, the principal in halves, in installments, lo Yoytza. Why? Okay. Another halacha. Very interesting. You have to pay the. This could be a big, uh, big, big uh, chumrah. The the you steal from a convert and then the convert dies. You have to give the money to the mishmar. How many kehanim were in the mishmar? So I mean, each family, which each mishmar had different sizes. It was families. Let's say the mishmar was a hundred kehanim. Okay. And let's say a, a shavaprut is a dollar. It's not, but let's say a shavaprut is a dollar. Let's say the principal is 50 bucks. The halach is no good. Every kayan from the mishmar needs to get a pruta of money from you. So if all if the principal that you're giving them will not out would not equal a pruta to each kayan, you gotta add to it. So if let's say there's a hundred kehanim, you're going in that week's mishmar, Ruven's mishmar is a hundred kehanim. Each kayan has to get a pruta. Let's say a pruta is a dollar. That means you have to give a hundred dollars. But the principal that you stole is only 50 bucks. You know what you got to do? You got to add $50 out of your own pocket to make sure that each kayan gets a pruta. So the Gemara speaks it out. Yeah? The Gemara says, if, a, if, if the principal that you're giving to the kehanim will not be enough money, that each kayan from the Mishmar gets a shava pruta, meaning you have to add money from your pocket. My time The pasuk says that you return the principle. That implies that each kain has to have a hashav. You have to give them. Each one has to get something significant. And if there's not enough money, you got to add out of your own pocket. Now here's the kasha. Let's say I stole money, and like I said, each kain's got to get a dollar. That week's Mishmar is Ruben's Mishmar. There's 100 kehanim at Ruben's Mishmar. Not good. But I have enough money for Shimon's Mishmar. Next week's Mishmar. So I have 50 bucks. I stole 50 bucks. There's 100 kehanim for this week. No good. But next week's kehanim have 50 kehanim. Works. The question is at my yaitza. So the Gemara said, well, what exactly, what's the case? Hey, if the case is that when you returned, your, you go to the base of to give your money, if it's Shimon's Mishmar that week, and Shimon's Mishmar has 50 kehanim, and you have 50 bucks, then what's the Shiloh? That's perfect. That's serendipity. The Gemara says, You know what the case is? When you go to the base of to return the money, it's Ruben's Mishmar. Ruben's Mishmar has 100 kehanim. So you go to Shimon, and you say, listen, I'm going to give it to you now, and just 
save it till next week. The question is, do we say that it's a problem because it's not Shimon's week? Or do you say no? Because it's the right amount of Kehanim and Shimon, and Shimon is coming next week, Yaitz is by giving it now. And let them just wait a week. So the Gemara says, You gave it to Shimon's Mishmar during Ruven's week. My, what's the halacha? Do we say, well, it's not considered a good giving because it's not their week? Or maybe, perhaps, you don't have enough money for Ruven's week, so it doesn't really count for Ruven. It's more allocated for Shimon. Teku, not sure. Okay, let's keep going. By Rava, very interesting. This, today's Gemara, I love that. I'll tell you afterwards. Today's Gemara, this next Gemara is very lumdish. The Gemara says like this. Here's the kasha. The kasha is, we know the halacha is that when it comes to karbonos, kahanim are not allowed to barter. What I mean is like this. Let's say you two are kahanim, right? I can give you, I can give you, and you can eat it. When you get a piece of a carbon, you can either eat it or you can give it to a friend. But what you cannot do is go to your friend and say, listen, I'll give you today's asham, but I want next week's asham back. You can't barter. There's no business deals with carbonos. The question is, that's with carbonos. You can't, you can't play around like that. You can't say, oh, I'll eat this week's mincha, but I want next week's mincha. I want double mincha. It don't work like that. You can't, you can't barter with, the, with carbonos. The question is, what about money that's given to the kahanim as payment for the gift? You'll say, well, it's money, so you could barter, right? Meaning, I'm, I'm, I'm a Ganif, I stole from a Ger, I'm bringing it, you're the Kayan, I have $20. Can you say to your friend, Kayan, listen, I'll give you this week's 20 but I want, in a month, the next Gezela Ger, I want 40 bucks. Can you barter? What's the question about? Well, it's money, so you could barter, but it's called in Asham. The Pasuk calls it an Asha. Maybe the Pasuk calling it Asha means it has a status of a carvo where bartering is off limits. That's the Gemara's Kash. Are you allowed to barter with this money stolen from converts given to the Kahanim? Me, I'm reading, do we say Asham Karirachmana? Well, it's called an Asham. Ma Asham ain't Chalkin Asham Kagan Asham. Well, Asham's Karbanas are not allowed to be bartered. So to this thing cannot be bartered. It's, it's money. It's not a carbon. It might be called a carbon. It's, it's still money. That's the question. So other The answer is it's called an asham. Meaning, if it's called an asham, that means it's a car of carbon and cannot be bartered. The Gemara says, instead of asking a question and answering, just had it as a statement. His statement was, let a barter this money. My time, asham Beautiful. I would because, say it's a Dabashlava. Well, a regular Asham, you say, hey, the odds are that it's going to be. Even, says it's going to be even with a Dabashlava, this money's here it's now. Going to be a from a, but yeah, but this money's here yeah. now. I don't know, it's interesting. I guess you could with the carbon either. Okay, good, good point. Interesting. The Gemara says maybe it's going to the opinion that uh, you could be Makra Dabashlava. Boy, Rav, Rav, a very lumdish Shailam. I was like from the Achrainim. Here's the Shaila. How do you look at the Kehanim when they receive it? Are they receiving a gift or are they receiving a Yerusha? Meaning, is it that the Torah says when the Ger dies, give a Matana to the Kehanim? Or no? The Torah is saying that when a Ger dies, you have to give it to his family. He doesn't have a family. The Kehanim are his family. That's how you look at it. The Kehanim and the Beis Hamikdash are his extended family. And what they're being Mechabal is the Yerusha. It's a very Lamdash Shashayla. It's also probably very, uh, it's a very, like, a, a nice idea that for a convert 
like I, I've spoken to converts that they say that even though they don't have biological family in Kuala, so whenever they go to like Kever Rachel or Marasam Chpeila, like Avram and Sarah is their parents. Like the Kehanim in that Mishma, that's their family. So the question is, is the money that's given to the Kehanim, is it a Matona or is it Yerusha? What's the Nafkamina? What's the Nafkamina? You have to give it to them anyway. So the Gemara says, my Nafkamina, Pesach. You know what the case is? I steal from a convert. I steal Cheerios. I want to return it. The, the convert died. So I have to go to the Beis HaMikdash. By the time I go to the Beis HaMikdash, Chometz. It became Chometz. The question is, can I just give them the box of Cheerios that has no value? Or do I have to buy new ones? What's the, what's the Shiloh? Now, if they're Yarshim, if they're inheritors, then they're getting the inheritance. That's the inheritance. Some inheritance is worth money. Some inheritance are back to Cheerios after Pesach. That's what you get. But if it's a Matana, you think the Torah wants you to give Kahana Matana that has no value? If it's a Yerusha, so the Torah is saying, whatever you would give to the Ger, you give to them. Now, could you give the Ger the Chametz? Yeah, because the halach is that if you steal Chametz before Pesach, you're allowed to give it. You could say like this. So the same way I could give it to the Ger, I could give it to the Kehanim because they're the inheritors of the Ger. But if you say that it's a Matana, you think the Torah wants to give Matana means it's something Chashiv. You think the Torah wants you to give something that has no value. So the Gemara says, I'm a Yerush and have a Hainhot who has no monetary value. So that's the Shaila. So you know what the Gemara says? Rav Zira Bayahir had a slightly different version. He said, He says, No, no, no. Everyone agrees you could give the Chametz. Whether it's Yerusha or a Matana, I believe you can give the Chametz. Because the Torah is saying, give them a gift, but don't give them a diamond ring. Give them the gift of whatever you would give to the Ger. So according to Rav Zira, everybody holds that by Chamesh of Pesach, you can give it to the Kehanim. Whether it's Yerusha, that's what they're Yerush. Whether it's a Matana, that's the gift the Torah says to give it to them. So what's the Navkamina? You know what the Navkamina is? Are the Kehanim obligated to separate Meiser? The halacha is, not for our days, not Meiser Mom, and Meiser Behema, the halacha is that Kehanim that you're only obligated to separate Meiser on Yerusha, not a Matana. If you receive a Matana, you don't have to separate Meiser. So the question is, do the Kehanim have to separate Meiser? Let's say you steal 10 animals, 10 cows, and you give it to the Kehanim. Is it a Matana, in which case they don't have to separate Meiser? Or is it Yerusha, and they have to separate Meiser? That's the Shiloh. Is Gezel Ager Matnis Kehuna? Or is it Yerusha's kahuna? That's the Shiloh. The Gemara says, and the question is, You stole ten animals, you're giving them to the Kayan. Does the Kayan have to separate Meiser? Do we say, is it a Yerusha and Yerusha requires separating Meiser? Or is it a Matana and does not require? That's the Shaila. So Tashima, so let me just explain outside what we're going to be doing now. We're going to be listing, the Brisa says there's 24 categories of Matanas that Kehan would receive. Most that we know what all of them are. Truma, you know, Karbanas, Chala, Chule. One of them is Gezlager. The fact that Gezlager is in the list of Matnas Kahuna means that it's a Matana and not a Yerusha. The Gemara is a Toshim, huh? Matanas Kahuna Nitla Aaron Albanov. There are 24 Matnas Kahuna Kehana gifts that are given to the Kehanim. Vikula Nitnu Bukhlalu Pratu Klalu Brismelach. And the Drosha for all of them are included in Klalu Pratu Klal. And in the Parsha that lists them all, there's Klalu Pratu Klal. 
and there's the word bris melach. To tell you, loy melach, kolomekayim, anyone who gives the matnas kahuna, kilomekayim klalu pratuklal. It's like you're making the kola terakula, which has klala pratikla on it. And it's like you gave a bris melech. It's like you're making all the carbonates that has bris melech. What are the matnas kuna? Kola overlay, by the way, if you don't give them, it's kilu over a klala pratikla. It's like you're over the whole Torah that's given, that's darshaned with klala pratikla, bris melech. What are the 24 matnas kuna? Elohim. Eser b'migdash. Ten of them are in the base of migdash. Arba b'yishalayim. Four of them apply to the yishalayim. Eser b'gvulun. And ten of them apply throughout Eretz Yisrael. What are the 24 gifts? Let's run through them. Esam The 10 of the base of Mikdash are Chatas Behema, the meat of the Karva Chatas Behema, Chatas the meat of the Chatas Oif, Asham Vadai, Asham Taloi, Zibche Shalmetzira, the meat of the communal Karbanas, Lug Shemesh Metzira, the oil of a Metzira, Moiser Oimer, the remaining, the remainder of the Oimer Karban, Shteelechem, the Shteelechem, Lechmaponim, the showbread, the Shari Minchas, the remainder of all Karma Minchas. Those are the ten matnas kuna that are given from the karbanos. Arab of Yushalayim, the four matnas kuna that are in Yushalayim are Bukhura, you know, the Bukhar, the firstborns, Bikurim, the first fruits, Hamurim and Atoida of El Nazar, the portions that are separated from the carbon Toida and the El Nazar, Vairis Kachim and the skin of the of Karbanas. Asar Bigvulun, and what are the ten that are throughout Eretz Yisrael? Truma, Truma Smeiser, Chala, Reishis Hagez, the first uh, shearings, Matnas, which is the giving of the Matnas Kahuna, which is Zoray Lechayayim Akeva, Pidyan Aben, Pidyan Pedach Amor, Achuza, right? We know that if I mentioned yesterday, the ancestral field that's not redeemed by Yoivel goes to the Kehanim, Stay Haramim, also that at Yoivel, Vegezel Ager, and if you steal from Ager and he dies, you give it to the Kehanim. Oh, it's called Matnas Kahuna, but Kamar is the Matnas Kahuna, Shmamina, Mekamatana Havish, Shmamina. Okay, let's just finish up. Finish up the Gemara. The Gemara said like this: oh, that if let's go, let's go for one second. all these examples of of of, of matanos, right? Yeah. These are all matanos. Matanos kahuna. These are just given to the kahanim throughout the lifespan of a kahan. One of them is gezelager. Right, but there's nothing to do with the get directly. No. Well, the last one is Gezlager. No, I understand. But everything else is just... Yeah, Truma, Chala, Bikurim, Vichulim. The last halacha the Gemara is going to analyze is the Mishnah said that if, let's say, you give it to a Kayan, and then the, the, the Ganav dies, the Yershim of the Ganav can't take it from the Kahanim. Even though had he died, they wouldn't have to give it, they can't take it from the Kahanim. So I think when I did it, Gavin gave me a look. He's like, why would you be able to take it from the kind? Like, why, why would you think you could take it from the kind? So Gemara says, You know why you can't take it from him? It's because the money is a kapara. Let's say you look at it, that giving the money is not a kapara at all. So then, meaning it's just a gift. So then, if it's a gift, then maybe you can get it back. Why? It's a toast. Meaning, why is it taka that you can't ask for the money back? So it says the Gemara, because it's a kapara. Once it's a kapara, then, then that was the kapara. The atonement was to give it. You can't, no backsies. But if it's just a matana without a kapara, just a gift, then maybe you should be able to get it back. Why? It's a toast. Mekach toast. I give you a gift under false pretenses. The, the Ganif gave the gift, assuming he'd stay alive. Now that he died, mekach tos. So why can't the kids get it back? Must be it's a kapara. Very interesting, by the way, that you'd, you'd say that that would be a legitimate, like, if it was a gift, you could get it back, because I didn't know, I didn't give it under the assumption I'd be dead. So the Gemara says, 
You're telling me that that would be a good argument, that if it's not a kapara, you could just say, well, I didn't know I'd die? So the Gemara says, then every chatas, shemesu ba'aleha, what's the halacha if you separate, uh, John, Reuven separates a carbon chatas, and then dies? You know what? They have to let the animal die. Why? Because it's a chatas. Why don't you say the same thing? It's a mekach tois. He didn't know he would die. Had he known he would die, he would have done it. The answer is, that's not a mekach tois. The Gemara says, Why don't you say the same thing? He, didn't, he would never have separated had he known he was going to die. So the Gemara says, that's the difference. That's different. It's halach moshmasina that a chata shemisavalei goes to death. So it could be maybe it should be a mechach tois, but the halach moshmasina overrides that. The Gemara says, okay, that's a chata. So let's go with asham. Asham shemisavalei. What's the halach if an asham is separated and then the owner dies? You have to let the animal graze until it gets a mum. Why don't you say the same thing? Had he known he would have died, he wouldn't have separated. It's a mechach tois. The Gemara says that the the answer is Asham Nami Yechusikamila. Asham is also Halachom Asham Asina. Kol Shabachatis Meisab Asham Roya. So okay, fine. I have another one. There should never be Yibum. Why? A woman marries uh, Leah. Marry uh, Sarah marries Avram. Avram dies. Then Sarah falls to Avram's brother. Why doesn't she say the same thing? Had I known that my husband would die, I would never have gotten married. You want to go Mekach Tois? Had I known the husband, I would never have gotten married the first time. So there should never be Yibum. Not just all Yibam. Saying, let's say she falls before someone who's disgusting, full of boils, whatever. There shouldn't be any need for chalitza. Why? Because she would say, had I known that my husband would die and the brother was disgusting, I would never have gotten married. I died to the kitchen. So what's the answer? So you see that that's not a mekach tois. The says, "No, I'll tell you why that's not a mekach tois." The answer is your whole premise is wrong. Your premise that she wouldn't have gotten married is not true. Women would rather get married, even if the husband dies. The woman would rather get married. So your premise is taka mistaken. Maybe if it taka, she wouldn't have wanted to. Maybe it would be a mekach tois. But it's not a mekach tois because we know that she were, she's she's happy for the marriage that she had, even though it ended with death. I will stop here.